Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical LibroCuberculist. The show is like uh, the, the, the category that it is located under on iTunes and that is personal journals for some reason. Why, you might ask? Would you put this under personal journals? Well, because it is like a, uh, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ah, yes. Personal journal of all the media I have consumed. You may not have consumed some of this media yourself. So I warn of that possibility because I may spoil things for you. I may. And to have things spoiled is not fun. What is fun is a oh, segue. Hmm. What is fun is a series of five five-minute timers that will start when I push this button like this. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to review some things. Today's movie monologue sponsor is rather a double television talk sponsor. Yes, that's right. No movie episode. It is rare. It usually happens when I'm sort of cleaning up the pipes of some things like I'm doing here. So, we got two TVs to talk about in this episode. Uh, the first is My Brother, My Brother and Me. Yes, you may know the podcast, but did you know... That it, there was one season of the show on the ill-fated CISO uh, app, website, whatever, channel. W what would you call CISO? Like, it's like a Netflix thing, but, you know, not. And it, it didn't quite pan out, which is unfortunate, because they did have a lot of funny uh, people, including a lot of funny people from the world of podcasting, including the McElroy brothers, who basically for all intents and purposes, took their podcast, My Brother, My Brother and Me, and uh, ported it on over to television. Uh, I, I, I gotta say, it was, like, really, really, really good. I, I, I don't know why I should be too surprised. <laughs> That's kind of a dig. Uh, and I don't like making digs. So, you know, edit that out, whoever edits this. Oh, wait, we don't. Uh, yeah, so uh, it, it, if you're unfamiliar with the podcast, it's uh, three brothers. They'll get uh, questions from various sources, seeking uh, advice or answers of uh, various degrees of um, depth, let's say, from how do you uh, uh, peel an apple to, um, you know, um, my father... Uh, has just passed away, how do I deal with that grief? <laughs> I don't think maybe they would pick that one. Um, but uh, it, it really ranges. And, and so did the, the the things that they dealt with on the television show. Uh, and they managed to really encapsulate the, uh, the, the fun and ridiculousness from the podcast into the show. And uh, you, you kind of think that maybe doing, you know however many episodes they've done. Oh, it says here 410? Wow, that's a lot. Uh, so 410 episodes of the podcast, you would kind of think if they're suddenly doing that, but with visuals, it might be a little, 
little off because they would be so used to not having visuals, but I, I gotta say, really, really was impressed. Okay, so, uh, episode one, yeah, I think that episode one, geez, that might have been my favorite one. Uh, it's called Dorms and Ghoul Smashing, so, uh, uh, uh someone wrote in that, uh, they're moving into a dorm and their roommate has lots of quote-unquote haunted objects. Excuse me, I just coughed, uh, uh, and it was loud, and then I said, oh, I should have edited that out, and, uh, I did. Wow, look at that, editing on the fly, ooh. Okay, so, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> basically, uh, picture the McElroy brothers, and I hope you can, as Ghostbusters, hmm, yeah, they went to a uh, antique shop, bought things that looked like they were haunted, that was pretty funny, uh, next episode, resumes, oh yeah, should you, uh, sort of fluff out your res resume, uh, the, the way they sort of reason that is you should get short, temporary, interesting jobs of, like, one day, uh, so you can put them on your resume, which, you know, in theory seems good, but, uh, if you do need references, uh, and then you call and find out that the person only worked there for one day and it was all a big joke, yeah, maybe a little less likely. Uh, episode three, Tarantulas. Oh, yeah, I Tarantulas, I don't really remember that one, other than uh, one of the McElroy brothers, incredibly, like, obviously not acting terrified of uh, spiders, um, managed to sort of conquer his fears and uh, let a tarantula walk on his hand. So that was actually very impressive, because he, you could tell he, he was not acting. He was, there was terror, uh, actual, real, palpable terror. Uh, teens that your least favorite soda. Yeah, <laughs> the soda one. Your your team name. Okay, so uh, let me see if I can come up with my team name. So this is how you, they came up with their team names. It would be your least favorite soda, <laughs> and then your most favorite soda is your team name. What's my least favorite soda? Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, is tonic water or... or not tonic water. Yeah, tonic... What's the one with quinine in it? That one. Uh, and then my most favorite soda... Jeez, that's that's a tough question. Because if I'm having like a, a fast food hamburger at a, a at a chain of some sort, I always get a root beer. But uh, I don't really like just a root beer, just grab a root beer by itself. Sometimes I'll have just a classic Coke. So, that's my team name. It's a little, uh, it's a little long, but... Uh, you know, what are you going to do? Okay, so uh, rating-wise, easy, easy, easy for me to give this show a 5 out of 5. Highly recommend. Uh, it's a shame that the network, CISO, is no more. Sort of uh, just went out of business. I don't know. Is that how you would say it? Uh, it was owned by MB NBC, and they just sort of uh, killed it, I guess. I, I don't know how you describe what happens to this sort of thing, other than it is a no more sadness uh it would be nice if there was more of this in the world so i don't know you never know shit i forgot the sponsor fuck how am i gonna get paid uh the sponsor for the previous segment was cool babies heating and air thank you
Today's television talk sponsor is Paul Crapence. Thank you for that sponsorship. You know what I just realized listening to the television talk uh, theme jingle thing there that I made? This is one of the very rare occasions where one of the uh, songs in the jingle is what we're talking about. Yes, cheers. Ah, if you listen to, I don't think it was last episode, maybe it was one before. I spoke of uh, Cheers, uh, the Diane Chambers years, uh, so now I'm going to talk of the Rebecca years, because uh, that's sort of a, how I broke it up into, for no reason really, just the, that's a sort of a good delineation, I feel like. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I mentioned it in my talk of the Diane years, that uh, I do enjoy the Rebecca years more. Uh, and I, I don't know, there's just something about uh, Shelley Long... Uh, and I don't even know if it's her character necessarily so much as the actress that that kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit not not to like a huge degree not like it doesn't make me love the show less although maybe it does I don't know uh, but something about uh, Rebecca's character uh, it's just the uh, meld so well with the rest of the cast I feel like because she's sort of a uh, she starts off sort of like a a little different I, I guess the change happens pretty quickly where she becomes sort of a, a lovable loser uh which a lot of them a lot of the characters on cheers basically at their core they're all sort of just lovable losers like even sam who's like this really cool ladies man uh he does have shit go wrong for him a lot <laughs> Uh, these episodes, uh, I think all of my favorite ones will sort of appear in these, uh, in, in these seasons. Uh, one that, I don't know why, it always jumps out of my mind. There's, there's one with Rebecca and Norm, where Norm's painting, uh, Rebecca's boss's house. Uh, so she's like, oh yeah, I, I want to get in there and snoop around a bit and check out what he's got in there. And she sort of gets trapped at first in a closet and then under the bed because she doesn't want her boss to know he's there. Uh, that one, uh, what's it called? A uh, very, uh, farcical. Yeah. It's, it's like a farce, which is something that, uh, more and more happens in Frasier. Uh, I, I think Frasier has the best sort of farce episodes of all period, full stop. Uh, oh shit, you know what I just realized? Uh, I'm supposed to also talk of Suits Season 7, so let's hop on over to that. Uh, let's just say, cheers to the Rebecca years. This is one of my many, many re-watchings of the show. Uh, the show as a whole, easy to give 5 out of 5. The Rebecca years, 5 out of 5. This whole goddamn thing, it's like a like a warm hug from a, from a loving parent. I freaking love cheers. Uh, just comfort food TV, if you will. Uh, uh, Suits, season seven, yes. So, uh, this is the final season with, uh, Merkel, uh, what's her first name? Uh, not princess. I, I said to the missus, oh yeah, there's the girl who's the princess, but apparently she's not a princess now. She's a duchess or some such. Uh, she's no longer on the show. I, I guess being a part of the royal family and acting on the television show Suits do not go hand in hand, apparently. Uh, and I think the, the guy left as well, who was, uh, her husband on the show. Uh, so, so here's my sort of debate. This season was, for me, not the greatest. It was probably maybe my least favorite to the degree that I sort of debated stopping uh, watching it. I didn't. I, I continued on. As I said in previous Suits talk, uh, the show goes very well with uh, video games, as in playing video games and having the show on at the same time. 
Uh, so season eight is uh, in the works. And after watching this season and with the loss of at least two of the main characters, I'm debating going on with season eight. I'm kind of uh, on the fence. So I suppose I could get audience participation. Actually, there's a girl at work who watches it as well. And she is, uh, I think, I think going on. Uh, so my sort of hope is that she goes on and watches season eight and then just gives me some of the, uh, some of the highlights or lowlights, uh, and that way I don't have to watch it. So, uh, six, season seven, probably like, uh, two to three out of five. Yeah, not, uh, not the greatest, especially compared to Cheers. Oh, man, why would I put them in the same thing? Today's book banter sponsor is Haggis. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, if you've been following along with book banters, you are no doubt not surprised by the fact that we're talking Dragon Slayer's Return, which is book number three of the Spear Wielder's Tale by R.A. Salvatore. Ah, that's a mouthful, all of those things. <coughs> So I had to clear my throat even after that one. Uh, okay, so uh, I think I combined book one and two into one talk uh, just to sort of give you the gist that this is one of R.A. Salvatore's early works. Uh, they all revolve around uh, a man who is pulled from this real actual world into a realm of dragons and leprechauns and elves and dwarves and such. Um, it's all very, very Tolkien-esque. Uh, there is a few twerks and tweaks, I do believe, by, uh, Mr. Salvatore there. Um, but, but overall, there, there's nothing too crazy that you wouldn't, uh, you, you, you wouldn't recognize for the most part. Uh, so this is the final of the, uh, of the tales. Uh, it does something interesting in that, uh, the main character, Gary, right? Yeah, uh, he, when he returns to the real world, this world, uh, he'll sort of live his life, uh, years will pass, time will pass, but uh, in the fairy world, we'll call it, um, almost no time passes, like there's, there's a difference in time speeds, so for example, uh, I'm not going to get the math right, for every day um, in, the, in the land of fairy is like a year, that's, that's probably not accurate, but close enough for our purposes sort of thing um okay let me read the the goodreads maybe that'll give us some good clues uh the threat of war looms over the realm of fairy oh that's actually what it is called okay i'm an idiot uh, <clears throat> let me do this serious here the threat of war looms over the realm of fairy as an evil king brutally suppresses his subjects and a powerful witch wages a campaign of destruction the peaceful folk of fairy summon Gary Legere, the heroic dragon slayer, and re to return for his ultimate challenge, he must save the kingdom from the eternal curse of war. War. War never changes. Okay, I added that last part because it's from Fallout, and maybe I got Fallout on the brain. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think I spoke in the last one that the first book was pretty good. But uh, you could kind of tell 
I think you could tell, and I am by no means an expert, that it was one of R.A. Salvatore's first books, and he was sort of feeling out out a little bit. But uh, hell, even by the second book, uh, it was much more uh, in line with sort of what I feel is a good R.A. Salvatore book, and this even more so. So I, I think I did like rating of three. Uh, and then a rating of four, and this one four plus, we'll call it. I, I don't think I can give it a five, but I did very, very much enjoy it. Uh, this one had the cool added addition that uh, he brought along. Are they married? I can't remember if they're married. I I, I think they are married. Uh, brought along his wife. Uh, his wife knew of his uh, adventures to the realm. Uh, but sort of didn't really believe. He, as she said at one point in the book, she believed that he believed <laughs> that he had these adventures. So then why did you marry the... If you thought he was a fucking psychopath thinking he's going to the land of fairy sometimes. Anyways, uh, so she comes and plays some sort of pivotal roles in, in helping stop this war. Uh, I'll, I'll give you some of the cool gist. Uh, the evil witch uh, replaced uh, one of the main kings with uh with a minion of her own uh and he was the sort of main impetus of of all the warlike stuff uh so it was basically i guess you could say it was like humans uh led by this evil thing versus like everyone else versus gnomes versus dwarves versus elves uh something interesting of this world is the dwarves Okay, we'll just end with that. Uh, like the elves, pretty pretty similar to when you think of elves, like they live in the forest and they're they're really elf like. Uh, the gnomes, very very similar of when I think of a gnome, like they're they're good at building stuff and sort of not technology. Well, I, I guess you would call it technology. Uh, but then the uh, dwarves, they've got some s subtle differences for when I think of dwarves. Like for one thing. Uh, they literally, they literally eat rocks. Like not, not. This is not metaphorical eating rocks. They, they will literally pick up a rock and eat it. Uh, so, I, I never saw that in anything else. But uh, I'll tell you what, it works. It works. That sounds like a, uh, like an insult. Go eat rocks. Today's Game Gavin sponsor is the Teleporting Fish Sushi Bar. Thank you for that sponsorship. I have two count. Well, no need to count them. I'm telling you, there is two games in this game, Gavin. Un I just unintentionally uh, nautical themed somehow, some way. Yeah, I, I did not plan that, but it, it seemed to just uh, a happy coincidence. Uh, game the first, Subnautica. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a game I've had on my radar for quite a while. Uh, been on my uh, Steam wish list, which is something I highly recommend. If you have Steam, uh, you see games that you think you will like and will want to purchase, uh, put them on your wish list, and then when they become on sale, uh, you'll get an email saying, oh, uh, this game on your wish list is now on sale, and then you can go check it out. If the sale is sufficient enough for your pocketbook, boom, Bob is your uncle, as I did with Subnautica. Uh, yeah, so it's like what are these called? Uh, survival games, I guess. So, so your spaceship, 
clashes crashes on a planet you are seemingly the lone survivor uh, and this planet is like the water world of planets let's say because there's almost no land uh, actually kind of cool there there is the odd bit of land but uh, it, it's like floating rocks, which is which is kind of a cool idea. So if, if you find some of the land, you can actually sort of swim underneath it, which is kind of cool. Uh, and, and that's what the whole sort of gist of this game is. You're swimming in this vast, very, very vast, I will say. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, I wonder how long it would take you. <clears throat> Excuse me. To get from one end to another. Quite a while, I imagine. Um, the, the sights and sounds you, you sort of encounter while you're underwater range from beautiful to a lot of really, really weird shit to some scary stuff as well. When you get in the sort of a super, super dark, giant, friggin', uh, fish monster things coming at you. Uh, very, very cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, along the way, you're sort of picking things up. Um, various materials in order to help build uh, your base, uh, build uh, weapons. The weapons never get super powerful. Like you've got like a repulse gun and a freeze gun. Uh, so, so you're never really feeling powerful in terms of you're going to go out and kill a bunch of shit, which uh, is fine. It still makes it fun. Maybe it makes it a little more exciting because uh, you're that much more likely to get killed. Uh, the other thing you have to... Uh, pay attention to is that uh, you can't breathe underwater you're seemingly a human so you do have devices like uh, you could stand underwater quite a while with like diving gear that you i guess ha always have equipped but there's like a timer uh, and then you can get more sophisticated diving gear uh, you can get sort of small ships you can even get a, a large ship um, but but then again the deeper you go you have to pay attention to things like pressure uh, for example uh, you, your, your body, uh, the deeper you go, uh, uses air, uses your oxygen quicker, which, uh, I, I don't think that's a thing that would happen in real life. You would just get crushed, but, uh, it's an interesting mechanic. Uh, or, or if you take a ship down deep, uh, the, the pressure is going to start to cause damage to it. Very, very sort of cool mechanics while you're exploring this world. Uh, the purpose of your exploration, I guess, is many-fold. You're sort of looking for possible survivors. Uh, you're, you're eventually going to try to gain access to your crashed ship that's just sort of there. Uh, and then eventually, finally, you're going to try to escape. Um, Rating-wise, I think I can easily go 5 out of 5. I very much enjoyed it, and I feel like it's a game that uh, I, I played a lot of it, but want to... Uh, go back and start again uh, sort of fresh because I feel like with the knowledge I gained over one sort of playthrough quote-unquote uh, I, I could go back and have a lot more fun the second time uh, a lot of base building that which which uh, I always find fun uh, like I liked it in Fallout 4 I like the base building uh, so f uh, I very much reckon, uh, recommend Subnautica uh, especially if you can get it on sale like I did uh, okay, so uh, obviously I took too much time with Subnautica because we have two games. The next one is Sunless Sea. Uh, this is a strange one. Um, I, I know it's been compared to... Oh, shit, what's the author's name? Uh, H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, that sort of weird writing style, I, I guess. Uh, so you're uh, in a... I don't know how to explain this game. <laughs> So I won't, because we're out of time. Haha. <laughs> I'll give it a three.
Ooh, look at that. You didn't see that coming, did you? Giving up. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Kappa. Okay, got a, a bit of a different one here. Uh, I have not spoke a great deal of Twitch. Uh, when I was uh, doing my Twitch experimentation uh, and trying to stream myself, I, I suppose I, I spoke of it a fair bit. But I, I never really talk about, uh, at least I don't think I have, what I watch on Twitch on a sort of regular basis. Uh, when I first got on, I, I watched a lot of uh, Dr. Disrespect and uh, uh, Shroud because I was a big PUBG fan. And uh, I, I sort of have drifted away from that a little bit. Every once in a while, it's nice to watch a PUBG match because it's, it's sort of the perfect bite-sized, uh, watchable thing to do. Just, you know, you got some time to kill, watch a match. Um, but... I've sort of over the, I don't know if it's been years yet, like I'm, I'm fairly late to Twitch compared to others, um, I've sort of developed three main folks that are, are, are my favorites, let's call them, or, or, or ones that if they're on I'll, I'll watch them. Uh, they are Normal Difficulty, That Chick Parker, and G Faust. Uh, okay, so let's start with Normal Difficulty, who we should start with him for the reason that uh, I have spoken of him on this podcast many, many, many times since I started back in, excuse me, 2012. Uh, he was one of the original YouTube channels I used to subscribe to and talk about on this very podcast way back when. Uh, his uh, YouTube channel, it's still there. Uh, it's not active, I guess you would say. He sort of made the move over to Twitch uh, a, a number of years ago. Uh, so one of the very first people I subscribed to when I started uh, watching Twitch was him, and uh, I gotta say, if you uh, if you are a fan of ridiculousness, osity, you will like Normal Difficulty. Just a a, a funny dude having fun, uh, not a sort of aiming his uh, humor at anyone in particular just sort of saying things that are funny to himself which I think is the best type of humor because uh, he, he's just trying to do it for the shits and giggles it seems like and uh, that comes across uh, very very much enjoy his uh, uh, streams where he's sort of role-playing people uh, Daisy he's doing currently in 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 my sort of what I'm watching recently he's he's doing a lot of uh, Daisy which is a game uh, I always want to sort of jump into but I don't know if I'm sort of too late and it's still in uh, beta too which is uh, kind of crazy anyways uh, let's move on to that chick Parker oh yes uh, so she is the first uh, streamer who I used my uh, Amazon Prime subscription thing too. So if you have Amazon Prime, uh, you can go on Twitch and you can subscribe to uh, one person for free, quote unquote, uh, and and that way they'll get the benefits of your subscription money, whatever it is. I guess, I guess it's probably the same as a normal subscription, so it's like five bucks uh, a month. Uh, so uh, you you get sort of cool things when you do so, you like badges and access to certain things uh, and the longer you do it the more things you get so 
Uh, I think I've been doing it for, I don't know if it's been a year yet, but it, it's got to be getting close. Uh, her I like for a couple of reasons. Uh, beautiful, yeah, that uh, doesn't hoit, as they say. Um, but but I wouldn't stay around for just that. Uh, the fact that she's uh, funny, quirky, uh, interesting, and the thing that sort of uh, won me over is uh, occasionally she will uh, read a book on stream. <laughs> that sounds dumb when I say it out loud. Uh, but the fact that, uh, you know, this podcast is called The Liberal Cube, which comes from Liberal Cubriculist, which is someone who reads in bed. Uh, the fact that I have a book banter segment. Uh, it's sort of obvious, uh, the fact that I like books. I went to, a, I went to college in order uh, to be a librarian, just for an example. Um... So, so uh, the fact that she's got that, and then and then she'll she'll do sort of different things. My only gripe of that chick Parker would be she plays primarily Call of Duty, which is uh, not my favorite game. But the, the fact that she can play a game that I really don't have any interest in, uh, and, and I'm practically not even watching the game. I, I'm just sort of chatting with people in the chat. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, of all three of these people, very very strong community. Uh, so you can get in there, chat with people, you'll, you'll start to recognize names. It's, it's a, sort of a very interesting thing, and uh, I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, and the reason why I don't have, like, you know, uh, 20 different people who I'm going to every single day uh, is because I like this aspect of, of going into the same people uh, and sort of chatting with those that you get to know and recognize. Uh, and of the, of all the three of these people, uh, I think I like chatting most in that Chick Parker's just because, uh, I've sort of got to know some of the people in there. So, uh, very, very cool. Uh, love her. Uh, check her out. Uh, last but not least is G Faust. G-F-A-U-S-T. Uh, he plays Escape from Tarkov and Escape from Tarkov only. <laughs> uh, he's sort of a of these three. He's got uh, he, the smallest subscription follower base, but uh, he's very very dedicated. I will say, and and I do appreciate that. He is uh, of the three. You know what? I bet you I watch him the most, just in terms of consistency, for the reason that he is on every single day. Uh, whereas uh, normal difficulty in that Chick Parker, not necessarily on every day, you know, uh, three, four days a week, maybe something like that. Whereas Chief House, he is he is dedicated. He, his his name should be Chief House dedicated. Yeah, it's 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 a little unwieldy, but still, that's what it should be. Um, Escape uh, Escape from Tarkov, I've spoken of on this podcast a couple times, and I think I will again. Uh, because as they release new things, they'll probably pop back in and out. Uh, and, and it's a fun game to watch someone play because it has, you know, some some cool shooty elements uh, with all the resource management you could hope for. And, uh, and item maintenance and uh, really, let's face it, some boring things. Uh, which leads me to my main love of GeForce. Uh, and that is the fact that I watch him just about every single day before I go to bed. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll go to bed, I'll lie down, I'll throw on some G-Faust, watch him, uh, you know, move stuff around as an inventory, maybe go on a raider, not a raider two, usually just one. Like, I'll, I'll watch for maybe half hour. Uh, but uh, but I the fact that I do it every single day... Uh, and, and, and it just sort of mellows me out. He's got an incredibly just sort of mellow voice. Uh, he, he's a mellow dude, Canadian like myself, so that helps. 
uh, and just sort of a laid-back stream that uh, can really, really just sort of mellow you out, dude. Mellow you out, dude. Folks, we did it. We did it. Which leaves, of course, one final thing to say, which is, it's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email. Jordan.Maywood at gmail.com I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Nah, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper